Hey my friends, I am in Boise, Idaho, and I just did a Facebook Live, and I want to share the audio with you. Uh, I think you're going to like it. I'm going to talk about the four things that I wish I would have known the day that I started my first business. Here we go. I hope my internet uh, works in a hotel. I'm in Boise, Idaho. How the heck are you guys? I'm traveling. Uh, I have an event tomorrow. It's going to be really awesome. I get to see Alex Sharpin. He's a stud. If you listen to my podcast, you've probably seen him. And what's up, Chris Schwab? How are you, my friend? And uh, so it's a little late. I'm two hours behind where when I normally am when I do Facebook, right? Because I'm on the other side of the country. It's really, really beautiful here. Um, it's just a different world here compared to Michigan. What's up, Ronald? What's up, Anthony and Chris and Ryan and Bill and Jacob? Hey, I want to go over four things I scribbled down because I had some time. I'm feeling a little inspired. I think this will help you. And if it does, you know, like and share the video because – uh, if you have a small business, there's one thing that you know for sure, and it's that it's not easy. In fact, if it is easy, you should be a little bit nervous unless you're already at stage five, unless you already have a huge, well-oiled machine. If you have that, maybe it is easy. That's great. But if you're still building your company, uh, it can be really, really, really hard. It's stressful in relationships. It's just, it's just hard. Cash flow stuff. I was joking the other day on my podcast talking about how uh, there was these times in my business when I would do payroll. And my employees would make more money than I did. Or there's other times in my business when we would do 50, 60, 80, $100,000 in a month, but there was like $17 in our checking account. <laughs> so like as you're learning to navigate the different issues with the different levels of business, like you're, you're learning by doing it. And it's, it's a mess. Right? Here's the four things that I wish that I knew the day that I started my company. I've had several different kinds of companies, but my, my first company that was a real success was window cleaning and pressure washing company in Michigan. Um, it didn't do $6.3 billion a year. It wasn't the biggest company on planet earth, but it did really well. It did over $180,000 a month. They sold it. It didn't always do $150,000 a month. It was seasonal. We had an eight and a half month season. Um, but my claim to fame was that it was, it was really, really dialed in in terms of automation. So if you look from day one, when I started, to like uh, year eight or nine when we sold the company and I moved to Costa Rica for a while, um, a lot of things transpired. And guess what? I didn't go get an MBA at Harvard. Like I didn't read some magical unicorn fairy dust book that taught me stuff. Um, I learned by doing and I was really fortunate and blessed to have really smart people around me get the right information at the right time. So the first thing that I wish I would have known is that, number one, here, here's what it is. Tell me if you can relate to this in the chat So I'm hanging out with you guys. i got nothing to do tonight. I'm by myself in a hotel room. Um, I wish that I knew that building a, a successful company takes time. For some reason, I didn't get the memo on that. <laughs> My expectation of what reward I would get and how quickly I would get the reward was totally misaligned with reality. My expectations were wrong. And if you think about it, all conflict comes from unmet expectations. Uh, whether you're fighting with your wife or your kids or you're mad at the store because they did your order wrong, you had an expectation, didn't get met, there's conflict. I had an expectation with myself, my company that wasn't realistic. I didn't start my company prepared to have the type of fortitude and intestinal fortitude and grit that would be required for it to actually work. So it got really hard. In fact, the first year that I worked in my business, many, many days I worked dark to dark. And then I'd get home and sit on the computer and read forums and try to learn stuff, right? And during that time, I made no money. My first year with, with that cleaning company, I did $24,000 in revenue. 
I probably made like $2 an hour. I worked all the time, but I had no clue what I was doing. I didn't know what was up, and it was really frustrating. And if it wasn't for my wife encouraging me, keep going. It's okay. You're going to figure it out. It's going to work. No, this is a good business. I'm like, this business sucks. It's not going to work. She was right. I was wrong. Eventually, I came to terms with the fact that I was the bottleneck, that I needed to change, that I was the one holding myself back, and I kind of like got, got through it, right? I talk the, about uh, my podcast sometimes the five stages of uh, denial or like unbelief, right? So like when you when you find out like if you're struggling and you have a tiny company and then you you read somewhere about like a Brandon Vaughn for example who has a multi million dollar beast with like sixty employees they're doing you know five hundred thousand dollars a month spraying houses when you hear that for the first time you instantly want to stiff arm it and say nope fake fake nope nope trust fund baby. He just got daddy's money. Nope, that's impossible. Well, in his market, it could work, but it can't work in mine, right? That's what I did. In fact, I, I read this post online before Facebook groups a long time ago, a decade ago, over a decade ago, and this guy made $30,000 in a month with his squeegeeing business, and I was like, liar, liar. The guy's a liar. That's impossible. That's literally impossible, and I went through like these five stages. I can't remember them all off the top of my head, but like first I was angry, and I called him a liar. Then I was like, well... It just like it, he got lucky. That was like my second stage of unbelief. And then my third stage was like, well, he just like in his market in Toronto, because he, he had a business in Toronto, Canada. I'm like, oh, it worked there. But that, you can't do that here. You can't do that here. I'm struggling to make $1,000 a week, right? There's no way this guy's doing this, right? And then eventually you get to like stage four where you realize it's 100% your fault and that you're the bottleneck. <laughs> and, you know, that might take five minutes for you to come to terms with. It might take you 12 years to come to terms with. But as soon as you come to terms with it, then you can deal with it, start to change and realize, oh, it is possible. Oh my gosh, right? So I wish I knew that it took time to build a business. And uh, the second thing is, is that not all advice is created equal. Not all advice is created equal. I always joke that our, our world doesn't have information overload. What we have is opinion overload. Opinion overload. Everybody has an opinion, right? And all humans are created equal. All humans. All human life is created equal, but not all opinions are created equal. They're just not. They're not. And I give my opinion that I'm wrong sometimes, right? But when it comes to building a service company, because I've done certain things, I know certain things because I've helped over a thousand small businesses and gave them, you know, maybe bad direction a few times, but then learn from it on the 37th business I helped. And then on the 75th business I helped, I've identified patterns. And so when I give advice, it comes from a place of absolute certainty on the next step because I've seen it over and over and over. And the problem with the internet is you go online and everybody just says, do this, do that, try this new shiny thing, chase this new shiny object. Or, or they post their picture of how awesome they are, and then you feel bad. It's a mess, right? We have too much noise in our life. And the guy that I'm in Boise to see tomorrow, uh, Alex Sharfin, he's a beast. He's built over. He's built two companies that did over a hundred million dollars from scratch. He built those. He knows stuff, right? And he's kind of like I'm trying to like become best friends with him, and he's kind of my buddy, and we talk sometimes, and he's really cool. But but that guy's advice is different than someone who's just a, a cowboy internet warrior on the, on the internet in a Facebook group, right? So I wish I knew that all advice not created equal because I took a lot of bad advice in the beginning that really just slowed me down. It slowed me down. It got me overwhelmed. It got me distracted. It got me chasing shiny objects, all that stuff. Really bad, really bad. The third thing I wish I knew the day that I started my business is that your inner circle matters. 
your personal sphere of influence is a huge, gigantic component uh, to your ability to succeed. So if you have a spouse that's not in alignment or on board with your business, that is really hard. And you're going to have to like make a decision like, can you get them on board? Can you share the vision? Can you get them what they need so that they can support you in that? If you can't, you might have to let your business go because it'll be so hard. It's like a nightmare, right? And if you can attest to that or if you've lived that, give me like a, a thumbs up or something. But um, I had that. I wasn't in alignment with my wife. I didn't um, bring her into the vision of what we were doing. I just went and worked and was gone all the time and I was doing stuff. And if she complained and said, uh, you're never you're never home. And then I would do the age old argument of don't you know everything I do is for this family. Everything all I do is work for you which is a lie, right? Because I was being selfish and I was sucked into my own universe and I got too obsessed. So uh, your inner circle matters. That's your friends, your family, your neighbors, anybody that you share your vision for your life with, anybody you share your dreams for your business with, be very careful that you're sharing that with the right people who are going to lift you up. They're going to lift you up. Okay. The kind of people you want to share that stuff with are the kind of people that say things like this. Okay. You, you cast a big vision and their response to you is, oh man, that would be amazing. How can we do that? What can we do to make that happen? What, what would the world need to look like for that to be real? Right. As opposed to the way most people are, especially people that are not entrepreneurial and it's not because they don't love you, but it still has a bad impact on your brain. They say things like, well, you know, is that really realistic? You know, well, how, how are you going to do that, right? How, how are you going to do that? Well, what, what if your truck breaks? What if this happens? What? They're only focused on the sticks and the stumps and the snakes and the river and the obstacles. When I'm trying to look at the mountaintop over there and you, you, you have a mountaintop in your head. If you have a business and you don't have a mountaintop, then you're probably not happy. You got to find your mountaintop. You got to find your why, your purpose. Why are you getting, better out, of, getting out of bed every day and doing this? But you got to be really careful on who you share that with. You got to protect it. You got. I know it might sound cheesy, but it's it's a big deal because it can just take the wind out of your sails when someone that you love or someone that you trust crushes or poops on your dream. Don't let people poop on your dream. Come on, man. Be very careful. Protect it like it's a uh, a very precious thing, and then only share it with people that when you share the vision of the mountaintop, they say, "How can we do that?" Not why you can't do it or or why, you know, what's standing in your way. Of course there's obstacles standing in the way. This stuff's hard. Here's a, here's a little tip. Here's a pro tip. You, may, you might not know this, so you might want to write this down. Building a business is difficult. Uh-oh. You didn't know that? If you've been in business for more than five minutes, you probably already figured that out. And if it is difficult, guess what? You're perfectly 100% normal, and nothing's wrong. It's just that's how it is. Now, you got to get better. You got to level up. And the way you do that is by taking some of these tips right here. I'll recap for people that joined in late. The first thing I wish uh, that I knew was that it takes time to build a company. It doesn't happen in two seconds. You have to play the long game and you have to be okay with that. The second thing was all advice is not created equal, right? We don't have information overload. We have opinion overload. And when we get overwhelmed and panicked with our business, we start asking the wrong people for advice and they give you really bad advice. And it doesn't mean they're like dumb or they don't love you, but the advice is horrible and you need to light it on fire and run the other direction. Do the opposite of what they tell you. Only take advice from people who have already done what it is that you're trying to do, period. That's it. The third tip was your inner circle matters. The people closest to you, the people that you share your vision and, and your dreams with, 
um, it matters a big deal. You have to be prepared to cut out negative relationships in your life. You have to be prepared to make sacrifices, not being mean, but being prudent and responsible and mature and high level and say, you know what, these four relationships, they're not congruent with this direction I'm trying to take my family, with my business. They gone. Bye-bye. We'll see ya. Cut. Snip, 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 snip. Bye-bye. Right? Because you can be a slave to them or you can be a slave to your own vision. Anyway, step number four, here's my final tip, is to celebrate the wins. Even the little ones. Celebrate the wins along the way. It did not matter how much money I made. You know, my software company had our first $250,000 month uh, earlier this year. And I remember, and with my cleaning company that I sold three years ago, we do 30000 a month, 40000 50000 60000 um, But I never felt anything as I achieved these milestones because, well, I mean, I felt something, but it was very, very short. It would last for like a day or less than a day. And I'd be like, wow, that's really cool. Like, that's awesome. But I'd instantaneously pivot to the next tier of goal which is crazy, right? It's crazy. I lived like that for a really long time. I'm not really money motivated, but what I am is like accomplishment motivated. And so as soon as I hit the goal, I'd become obsessed with the next thing and then be stressed out because I'm not getting to the next thing. That's madness. You guys have already won. If you have a company, you have employees, you have customers, you have people that have paid you money, people that know, like, and trust you. You've built relationships. You're investing in your community. It might not feel like it, but you really are changing your community. If you're doing that, you're already winning. Your kids are looking at you, watching daddy get up and go to work. They think you're so cool. They think you're amazing. They're watching you put on your work boots and kiss them on the head and say, daddy's got to go to work, and you're going to work. They don't understand the intricacies of all the stress and all the stuff, but you've already accomplished stuff. If you don't have a boss and you paid your bills this month, that's freaking awesome. You're awesome, okay? Share this with other people. Share, share this with people that are awesome and maybe they don't realize how awesome they are because they're comparing themselves to some other person on fake book, fake book, which is a highlight reel, right? Compare yourself to yourself. Celebrate the little tiny wins. Bring your family into it. Have a pizza party with your kids because you, you met your little tiny goal by $1. Use confetti. Make it a big deal. Bring in a PA system. Play the music loud. Dance around. It's those things that keep the people around you bought in to you being ambitious to the next thing. I'm not telling you to stop being ambitious. You can't help it. If you're an entrepreneur, you're hungry, you're driven, you're perfectly normal, you're supposed to be that way. But, but don't have your foot on the accelerator so hard that you can't push pause for two seconds, celebrate and high five for the little victories that you have. What, look, if, if you have an employee that's cancerous and you fire them tomorrow because you're inspired by this video, Literally have a pizza party with your wife and your kids because you fired that guy. That's a win. That's a huge big boy decision that you just made or big girl, okay? Um, those are my four tips. I'll recap them super fast, and then I'm going to get off here. Um, what I wish I knew the day that I started my uh, first real business was, number one, that it takes time. You have to play the long game. Number two, all advice is not created equal. All opinions are not created equal. They're not. Be very careful going online and just be like, hey, guys, what should I do with this? Do, do, do. What? Like, get real advice from people who are already have done what it is that you're trying to do. Number three, your inner circle matters. That's your friends, family, the people that you trust your dreams and your vision with for your company. Um, be very careful on who you share that with. you got to protect it. And number four is celebrate the wins, even the little itty-bitty tiny ones. Damn, I felt inspired. I love you guys. Have a great night. I'm going to go back through and read the comments. I think I missed a bunch.
it wasn't auto scrolling. So I didn't see that you guys were commenting, but I appreciate you guys like and share the video. Don't be an information hoarder. Somebody's struggling right now. They need to hear this. Share it. Just put just the thing. Say, be inspired. Go get you some. Take care. God bless. See you guys. Hey, thanks for hanging out, friends. And from all of us here at the Quick Talk Podcast team, we hope you love today's show. We hope that you were inspired to become a doer and not just a listener. Apply what you've heard today in your own business and watch things change for the better. Lastly, remember that all the money in the world can't save your soul. Seek first the kingdom of God, my friends. We'll see you next time. For more information about the Quick Talk Podcast or Joshua's other businesses, visit our website, quicktalkpodcast.com. Have a blessed day.